Hey everybody, I need you to know this is not an investment advice podcast, okay? The host's goal is simply to unravel some of the mystery of what the stock market is and how it works, but not how to invest in it, all right? Now that being said, enjoy the show. Well, as my mother used to say, invest like no one's watching. To the paper jam. Yeah, let's do the paper jam. To the paper jam. Nothing's real, the money's fake. To the paper jam. I said to the paper jam. To the paper jam, oh baby, to the paper jam. Hey folks, welcome to the Paper Jam Podcast, where every single week we both wear our headphones right when the show starts, and every single week we also move our fake money from one stock to the next one. My name is Mike Morrissey, I'm joined by my fantastic co-host, Kenny Gray. Sipping on a Coke Zero, courtesy of my co-host, Mike Morrissey. So, does the fact that I, did you think when I was running late today... That the fact the drinks is what made me late. No, well, you weren't running late today because today is a free form record time day. At least the way it's like, yeah, this is one of those like, when do you want to record? Um, am I winded from walking across the I, office? I'm winded. I, I was, I have so many, my head is scrambled. My, my ADD is just like all over the place. And I have a few questions, literally, of like, I think that there's so much fetishizing about attention deficit disorder these days. Everybody's got it. Every it's an excuse for everybody of whatever they've done. And I'm not shitting so on it. So you're I think, you're you're being like I'm a the blue OG. collar being like, I really have it. Uh, not uh, I not that I really have it. Oh, I've, you can't pay attention while you order at a restaurant? Well, I can't get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, sometimes I text to them. I, I I have trouble doing the script. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of you. With ADD. You should make fun I, of us. I'm just jumping onto your point of view. No, 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 no. It's it's funny because it's a thing now that is coming out, and I and I be, I believe it. It's it's the self diagnosis. Oh yeah, you sound like you do. Uh, it's a self diagnosis that people are now being like, and this is a thing, and it's been a thing my whole life. So I'm no longer doing this thing I don't want to do anymore. And it's like, well, you can't <laughs> not do the thing you don't want to do. Uh, I have ADD, so that's why my room is always messy. Therefore, I've decided I will never clean my room again. It's like, no, the point is, is that you recognize the disability and you put in rules and practices to keep yourself in line. So... Uh, the record time was flexible today. So the record time was flexible today. Well, no, no. The, the, the thing is, is I, going back to the ADD thing of why my ADD was all over the place, is we had a flexible record time today, which in order for me to maintain my ADD, which is, is extremely maintainable, um, but I, I have to be fairly rigid and fairly organized uh, or have, be in a, a routine to make sure that I'm like in touch with what the fuck is going on. Gotcha. And today's a great example of I had so many ideas of all this stuff in my day I was going to get done um, that the the order of it all was just it was never going to happen. <laughs> I got to Burbank at six thirty. Okay. <laughs> I was working on the game in my car. Spoiler alert, I was drawing on note cards in my car, and then I had to go to Staples to get a board that I was going to put these cards on. Really going over, uh, really. Going over, I could have just done real or fake. Right. Uh, and, and not even shitting on real or fake. I could have done anything. And, it, and I was like, but no, it'll be fun for me to have a visual thing. And it's like, that would be cool if you, did nice. it, yeah. if you did it. If you did it more than six hours before the show no, started. No, I think it's great. But it's gr it's great. It's fun. But then also, then I but then I ended up in Target, and I'm buying stuff in Target for the game, and also because I had to get something at Target. And then I offered early. I was like, well, I got to get a good fun snack for or a drink for me and Kenny. And I'm at Target. I'm looking for the drinks. The drinks are good enough. It's like, well, I also got to get gas at some point. So why don't I go get gas? I'll get the fun drinks in there. I was I was six minutes late. Which is fine, but in a free form, because we have a free form day. But all of this being said, is what does ADD, what is that, not even the actual diagnosis, the concept, or the even idea of that, what role does that play in your life? Um, Do you ever feel scattered and, and all over the place in like an unrealistic relationship with time and uh, space? I think, you know, I've thought about this, about like, 
Because I definitely, I definitely got something. Yes, <laughs> I believe that. And again, and I'm not shitting. I'm not shitting on. I'm not saying people who are self-diagnosing don't have it. I'm not saying I'm any better or any worse. I'm just stating a fact that it is. Four years ago, all of a sudden, everybody—not everybody. No, no, you know, you're right. People it's, are identifying, and yeah, the neuroatypical stuff, and the, yeah. everyone's. And look, there's definitely. Um, look, I don't really know enough to comment on this, but I, there's definitely cases of people who uh, have are neuroatypical and were not diagnosed, and it's great that they can get medication or adjust their life accordingly. Yeah, I, for me personally, I, I, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I mean, I definitely uh, address some of it with uh, getting sober, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, my lack of sobriety also is a massive factor. <laughs> massive, no, no, no. But like, oh, I guess yes, I, yes, yes. Uh, what I'm saying is that, like, I don't think, like, uh, I don't think ADD is what I have so much as uh, I am a procrastinator. Yes, I've gotten better with it. I was, I. What do you what do you gotta do to avoid procrastination is to put more stuff you wanna do in your life. Yes. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I have a pretty good relationship with time. Um I would say I have the opposite. I don't know, because it does ADD also manifest itself in like hyper focus? Uh yes. Hmm. I, I think so. The way it works for me is <clears throat> It can be either this, I'm excited about too many things in my, my relationship with time and space of how long it takes to get somewhere or, or how much time I have in my day is warped. But also, there are times where if I'm into something, I can put an inhuman level of attention into this thing. A lot of times it, it's, it's the podcast, other times it's other stuff that I'm doing, other times it's... I've seen you tap into that. I feel like I've seen you set your sights on something and go like nuts on it. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know anything really about this. Uh, I mean, more the general concept of like being, being either all over the place or hyper focused on things. Yeah, no, I would say that I am generally. Uh, I I definitely oscillate between hyper. I don't know though. I I, I pretty consistently uh, have an overarching. You're usually on time. Drive. You're usually prepared. I'm scared. Yeah. Prepared. I said prepared. You said scared. No, I'm scared to be not on time. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm blindly know. optimistic that it'll be fine when in reality it's like he should just be on time. Don't you remember mm -hmm. my New Year's resolution to be prompt? Well, I'm not I'm not mad. Well, good. And I, I appreciate that. Now it's, I'm I'm very lucky to to have a friend like you, Ken. But you know what I'm looking for because Ken, you posed a question to me before the show that I got to know. So let's go over to Ken's Dan. Come on and take a step into Ken's Dan. Hi, I'm Ken. Ken and this, this is my Dan. Uh, I wanted to know what was the deal. Do you remember the name of the movie? I've already forgotten. No, I do. It's what? a good it's a good title. Now, all around, this is a truly in LA thing and my my parents were recently in la and my dad said why are there so many billboards i love this question why are there so many this isn't what i the, this is what we're talking about but it's a lead up to it yeah which is my dad said why are there so many billboards for movies in los angeles i never sent any of these billboards in merrimack new hampshire yeah <laughs> no, 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 they don't want and he classic doing the kind of vibe like they don't want me to know <laughs> <laughs> what i'm not allowed to know they don't want me knowing about it and so I was saying, well, I think it's more of like, an, in addition to being an industry, LA is full of people who also consume media. Yes. But anyways, it's about- we love it. It's also just about visibility for people in the industry to know what's out, right? Yes. Um, there's two things I've seen a lot of posters for. One is The Idol. Yeah, oh weekend. my god, which I heard sucks by the way. I I just the even the way people are lambasting it, it just seems like it's Emily in Paris, but way well like that same level of like people I don't know. I people don't even seem to be hate watching it. Yeah. So I can't really comment. Um anyone who works on that show, I'd love to work for you. Yes. Um hire Ken. Uh no. There's another billboard I've been seeing all over town, and that is by any means necessary, the new Jennifer Lawrence movie. Movie comedy, no hard feelings, no hard feelings. Oh, that's what's like called. A, you know, Diddling. what it's a double entendre for an erection. Oh, it's not by any means necessary. No, it's called No Hard Feelings. You're right, it is called No Hard Feelings. Premise of the movie is uh, 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 
I believe a teenage Jewish boy who's not gotten out of his comfort zone, his parents put in an ad, say, free car if you help our kid have like a wild summer before he goes to college, getting out of his comfort zone. Am I wrong? No, that's correct. That's just already when I hear the plot, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And why isn't he hiring? No, I guess the parent, it's funnier that way. If he's yeah, no, he, he, I don't even know if he knows about it. So, but you are right. It's everywhere. And Jennifer Lawrence, interesting. My thing is, it's strange that she's in it. It feels strange that she's in it. Her level of fame. fame, She's an Oscar nominee, maybe a winner, award winner. And just all of a sudden she's in this, what looks like a cheap comedy. It looks like a cheap comedy. It looks like it looks. Not cheap, but I just mean like, it looks like a, a smaller production. It looks like a kind of like a hangover, but not really, not a hangover. Um, the Hangover Part Two. Maybe part she three. wants to. I, what I was saying is maybe she wants to do comedy. I think. Well, that's that was my thing of thinking because yes, the, the big question is she's also. I'm not at all going to be like she's a little old, but like I, it seems like it should be like thought. a 21 year old girl, and I'm like I think she's uh, my age. She's 32. She's, she's our age. Yeah, but still in the movie she looks it's like, like in a, but it's like inappropriate that it's like there's a part where she's like naked in a bathing in a pool and is like come in the pool it's like well this doesn't seem legal uh, I think it's legal for an 18 year old and a 32 year old to but be together but do we know that he's 18 oh that's true maybe he just turned 18 another like, licorice pizza on our another, hands oh god and you loved that save you. me a slice <laughs> <laughs> save me a slice of that pie no I, but but so far, we've talked about movies and ADD, the internet's favorite. <laughs> the internet's topics. favorite things, baby. No, but I it's, have it's... trouble watching movies. I don't. We gotta take a break. Uh, you have... no, you don't, do you? <laughs> no. I love watching movies. No, but but it's it's fascinating. Of like, I keep I also keep seeing it. Be like, this is crazy. It makes me want to see it. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see it. But because don't get me wrong, I, my, I'm going to see it. When you're Oscar uh, Academy Award nominee, maybe winner. I think winner. When you're an Oscar, when you're an out. Oscar, maybe it's a Meyer Wiener, maybe it's a Martinez from The Office. It makes me think that the script is either really great, or it also is like a like a Rose Byrne and Neighbors, or she like one um, Best Actress in 2013. Long time ago, Ken. That was ten years ago. She's got to. She's got to slide over to the sillies. But it makes me think the script is either really good, or maybe she just thought it was going to be fun. And it's 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 a part that I think is pretty her. But I guess she doesn't get to do that much anymore. You know what I mean? I guess so. Um, we got to make that Google and things in real time actual song. Uh, <laughs> in real time. But it's com- but it's distracting that it's her. But but it, but it's a name and it makes me want to go see it. Yeah. <sighs> yes. But can I also don't want to talk about like the IMDb like star reader thing whatever that is or like the the algorithm and the formula that is Hollywood these days of international movies that everyone's got a rating and you need to get a certain score to have a movie made. You right. know I'm, you know what I'm referencing you know what I'm talking about. It's like you can have a screenplay and it's like the screenplay is kind of like this but who's going to be in it? We were I was just talking to Danny Shay uh friend of the pod about this is like the uh, do you ever see the the trailer for that Apple TV show Ghosted? With Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, also big billboard show, tons of billboards for Ghosted. Uh, it sounds familiar. It's uh, about like Chris Evans Two goes ghosts. on a date to coo- two spooky ghouls. Uh, you won't believe these things. You can't see them. Uh, <laughs> it's a bu- it's a movie about like uh, a, a mini series about like they go on a date and she ghosts him, but it turns and then she's like in another country and he goes to find her, but she's like a secret agent or something oh, okay. but the the critique of the movie is like it looks like they're like not ever even in the same room when this is happening um and that's i think a big thing that's happening right now is like uh this this will get made if you have like a chris evans literally captain america like one of the top stars out there on the armis very talented very beautiful very very big star um Put those two together, and that's the movie gets made because they have. That's these, the movie. That's the movie. That's the picture. So when you write a movie and it's gonna star you and me, they're gonna be like, I don't even know. I barely know who you are. I definitely don't know who that guy is. But if you put in Chris Evans and a guy with a big <laughs> nose who could be me, then we gotta hit our hands. Fa- mo- uh, who's the most famous actor you can think of with a big nose? 
famous actor that I can think of with a big nose. I actually think I've got the biggest. Adrian Brody. Yes, that was mine too. <laughs> but Ken, this isn't a show where we talk about celebrity ratings and celebrity noses. Uh, what is this show for someone who's never listened to it before? Well, a long time ago, we started with $10,000 in fake money, and every single week we randomly move it from one stock to the next. Last week, our money was in... Substitute host. Oh yeah, David Business hosted it. Uh, thank you for doing that, David. Yeah, we got to talk about that. David just did a run of shows at Fringe. Uh, we'll be doing a show at UCB on July 24th. Um, July 24th at the UCB Theater in Hollywood? That's a thing? That's correct. That's a, Wow, July 24th? What time? Uh, it's at 5.30 p.m. It's on a Monday. If Ooh. you ask why that time slot, it's because it's an audition to do the show uh, on a premiere night. Well, if you want to go... Go, because I'm gonna be there, and you can sit with me. Where do you get tickets? UCB.com. Uh, UCB. I don't. I don't think the link's up yet, but it will. It be. will be one of these days. Uh, but last week our money was in Datadog, <laughs> and this week our money is in. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Those video. The video camera that we're recording on ran out of storage. We had to delete it. If you guys are paper pals, paper paper jam, uh, Patreon subscribers, paper jam, patreon.com slash paper jam pod, you guys will see all that stuff. And this is a very visual episode, so you're going to see that too. You also see my glass. I'm drinking a Coca Cola uh, out of the glass no, bottle. You're drinking that glass with the, the uh, glass bottle. It, with the, that, that glass I said bottle. what you said. Yes. But anyway, we, so David Business was on the show last week. We invested in that dog. What did we invest in this week? This week, our Wait, money is oh, in. You, no, we don't do that, do we? Hut Eight Mining Corp. <laughs> now, recently, I have started choosing stocks by searching Nas stocks on the Nasdaq alphabetical. Yes, and looking at the master list of stocks and just picking one randomly. What if it's a thing for our show that people know it's almost all because you're picking like real big boy, like actual business stocks. Hut eight. Hut, 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 hut eight. <laughs> but I'm picking a lot more silly Coca-Cola's Urban Outfitters. Bandai. What? <laughs> Power Rangers. Bandai. Who? I don't know. Hasbro. Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah. I'm doing, like, Cheez-Its and, like, and whipped cream. Maybe we should do, like, an alternating thing of, like, when they people know when you're getting the business boy, you're getting the business thing. When you're getting Why? me. You just don't want to research these boring Hey, companies. hey, come on. I want to do Milton Bradley, my man. <laughs> no, that's fair. Move on. More like Melton Bradley. Hey. Get that guy out of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> There's a magnifying glass over this guy's head. Bradley gets a couple of Mai Tais, falls asleep with the Adirondack. Next Boom. thing you know, his Botox is leaking out his nose. <laughs> Melton Bradley. Melton Bradley. But Ken. Coming to fall, this fox. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to fall, this fox. Mike, a Hut 8 mining corp. Uh, hut. Uh, hut, Hut 8. <laughs> Pizza Hut. I almost did a game, by Pizza the way. Pizza Hut 8. I was just going to pick <laughs> just the back half of things. It was going to be called <laughs> Hut 8 or Mine, where you had to finish the second half of the name. Hut 8 or Mine. Oh, so, my God. So I'd go, Pizza Hut 8 or Mine. Okay. Hut. Uh, uh, eight. Uh, master. My, mile. Eight Mile. Right, M &M. yeah. Master Mine. Master Mine. Master Eight. So, no, master of eight. Um, um, mine. Uh, as the job of the hut. Yes. Exactly. Job of the mine. So as you can see, this would have been a great game. It would have been so hysterical. <laughs> you, you guys would have gotten a belly laugh out of this thing. Blank falls. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mine falls. There we go. Nashua, New Hampshire reference, folks. You know it. You hate it, but it's, it's here. Hut 8 Mining Corp. Hut. is a Bitcoin mining company. Bitcoin mining. No idea what that is. Well, it's a physical thing that's bad for the environment. What does right? it make you think of? We'll talk about it in the oh, second. Oh yes, half. yes, 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 yes. So Bitcoin mining makes me think of coal mining, which makes me think of. I'm gonna just be honest. It makes me think of Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh yeah. I think I got the black lung pup. <laughs> <laughs> ben Stiller, hysterical comedian. <laughs> plays, plays aggressive assholes. Oh my god. I mean, it's funny to think of Ben Stiller as a comedian. He obviously is, arguably one of the greatest of all time, but it's like he 
to call him that always just feels strange. Whereas like meet the parents, it's like, he's a comedic, he's a comedian in that movie, but he's just also like playing almost like a straight man, but he's just so fucking funny. I noticed too, not that it, that matters, oh, but it matters, my man. a lot of comedy movies are, are parodies in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having this thought the other day about like, uh, about comedy having to be original like yes. just saying like when you're thinking of ideas like where do they come from right like i'm trying to come up with a character and then i started looking at like stuff i liked and realized that it was all pulling from like the, the sunny podcast i talk about a podcast and other podcasts the writers were talking about how a lot of the episodes were inspired by like things in the news or, yeah oh yeah, yeah or yeah. movies they had seen or television shows that were popular or stories their parents told them and i was kind of like zoolander makes me think of like it, it, it's like what is Zoolander? It's a parody of fashion, mm-hmm. and it like when you think and about finding it, the humor in that world that's out there and real. And when you think of it, I guess like I don't, I never think of it that way. Anchorman's a parody of news and like yeah. self-important, like politics, and like I, I never think about it in those, in that lens. But I, it's been a, I guess what I'm saying is it's been relaxing to me. Like, oh yeah, comedy is just like. Like, but then, like, where does drama come from? I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it out of my backyard. No, but it's funny that you say that. I mean, like, because, yeah, all of these, I mean, I think that feels so dangerous to just feel, to get, I could see, I myself have gotten caught in the trap of just, like, you're trying to think of something funny, and you're just, like, are trying to start from absolute scratch. Yeah. Which is, like, so uh, unnecessarily hard. So inventing the wheel. Whereas, like, Anchorman, like, a parody of... A parody of it's a, it's a parody though, right? Yeah, like, but it's finding the humor in like a real life. Like this is real stuff. Like the go fuck yourself, San Diego. A guy being so dumb that like reading a prompter. It's the same like as like when you see that lady. There's a video of the lady who's like, man climbs Mount Everest. Uh, man climbs Mount Everest. But the craziest part is he's gay. He's blind. Um, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, but that's like that because that's real and that actually yeah. happens. It's like what a fucking insane thing to to do and to say and like. And Zoolander 2 of, like, Mugatu is such an <laughs> insane character, but somewhere it is based on these real-life right. Anna Winters. I don't really know who, much about her, but, like, these real, ri- like, very successful, but ridiculous people. To be that famous in, a, in an art form, in an art media, like fashion, is so ridiculous. And I, what I love most about it uh, is... Um, I don't mean to turn this into movie talk, but just hey, uh, it's the A to C in the beginning of the show. We are talking, we're talking shop in the second half. Because if you can A to C, you can B to B, the person you want to be and C in a world. David Business, twenty twenty three. This show is hysterical. You got to see it. <laughs> that like you don't need something. I was thinking about is that like someone pointed out that the movie Airplane is a is like a direct parody of a movie that came out not too long before really? called like plane crash or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pl- I think it's called plane something. I don't know what it's called, but, uh, it made me realize like, Oh, I don't need to have seen that movie to like this and being yes. like, there's something about like, what I guess what I'm saying is the difference between like scary movie and like, uh, Zoolander. Yes. Where it's like, it's parodying something, but it stands on its own legs and is funny enough on its own that you don't even need to know, the source material to totally maybe there's a different level that hits when you see what they're exactly parroting, but there's like I don't know. It makes me think like all art is just like responsive. Like you yeah. can calm down and be like, like I was trying to think of like uh, hey of like oh what's a good idea for a show and I was just like trying to be like I don't know. I just wrote, and I was like what if I just did like a funny version of the X Files? Like I really yes. like the X Files and be like. I, maybe it won't be, end up being that, but like that's where I should start being like, well, I like the X Files. I should make something like that. That's a huge, huge, huge thing of like, don't worry so much. That this happened to me once in a in a very frustrating moment uh, in Los Angeles, where I like wrote a sketch that was uh, based on like a beat structure of like a sketch that I really liked, and I was like submitting it to like a, a to like be shot. And I was like, ah, oh, like, I feel like I'm hoping I'm not ripping this off too much. I'm going to make it my own thing. And I guarantee if we get it, then we'll rewrite it. And then we'll, that'll be a different thing. And then we'll shoot it. And that'll be a different thing. 
and I read it. I had people read it, and people really liked it. And one person was like, "It's it's that you're he's doing that he's doing that," and it was like very embarrassing for me. And oh. uh, the director of this thing was like, "Hey, I really love what you did. I know what that kid's talking about. Don't ever let that get in your way. Like, don't ever." Don't ever let someone like being like this is this movie's too close to this movie. It's like don't fucking worry about that. Like it won't like unless you're like really ripping something off like yeah. plagiarizing, but it's like why would you let it's so e so much easier said than done, but like why would you let that get in your way of of making something? Like what good is it to be like okay, I'll just stop altogether. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think there's like there's a straight I feel like a lot of that only happens I don't know. I I don't know quite I guess what I was gonna say I stopped myself mid-thought was like I was gonna say that I guess like some of it has to do with time and context but that's not true like people still can like point out stuff as like other stuff later yeah, on yeah yeah um but so much of like so much of uh art is just people doing like the first van like you know that song ain't talking about love by Van Halen Mm. It's like do do no. <laughs> but it's it's a classic Van Halen song from their first first album. I think of their first album. And Eddie Van Halen wrote it trying to write a punk song. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like it doesn't really sound like a punk song, but to him, or like L C D sound system has been criticized for sounding like the talking heads, and he's like, Yeah, but then like I don't know, it's like this sort of like there's a difference between like adding to the conversation and just copying. Yeah. But that line is so fine. And I don't know. It is. And would you ever, and, but, and what a shame to not even try to be something because you're too scared of being on the wrong side of that line. I also think it's, I think it's the level at which you do it. Like if you're yeah. just shooting a sketch for the internet or for just like, it's okay for it to be kind of similar, especially if you're learning and trying and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the the band Tears for Fears released an album of covers of songs they like, and they're, yeah. it's like Animal Collective and the Arcade Fire. I'm like, this is awesome! Like, just yeah. unabashedly being like, we like this stuff, and like, I don't know. No, I mean it's like the same as like the Beatles. Like Paul McCartney is like, I wrote this song because I wanted to write a song like the Beach Boys, or even. I want to hold your hand. One of the biggest, most famous Beatles songs ever. It's like the da 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 dum da da. It's like John Lennon's like I, I stole that. That's a thing. It's already exists. It's another song that does that exact same thing. And it's like, uh, at the end of the day, who fucking cares? <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah. It's crazy. But but I do know what you mean. There is also a big difference between like if you ever. I'm not shitting on Amy Schumer, but like if you've ever seen some of those s sketches from Amy Schumer's show that oh, are yeah. actually like word for word. A mad TV sketch. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. There, there's a couple. And it's like, that's different. Like, that is literally like they say the exact same thing and do the. But at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe it was a sketch writer that. Well, I guess they sold it to that show. I don't know. I don't know. Make yeah. your X Files show. Well, yeah, I don't know. But you'll write it and you'll have other actors who, who do stuff and make it their own. And then you have an editor who makes it their own. And then at the end of the day, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I think it's just like, uh, look, I don't know if I'll write it, but it just, it relaxed my mind as opposed to being like, I have to think, like, what's a good place a television show could happen? A cafe, a library. Okay, if it's a library, who would be there? As yeah, opposed yeah. to being like, what do you like? What do you know a lot about? What yeah. have you watched? As like the dentist system, like in, in Sunny, I love that they were just like, yeah, the game had come out. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't and we were just to, doing I don't, that. I don't need to know that the pickup artist of the game had come out to like the dentist system. A hundred percent. And the dentist system is its own original thing. Yeah. But when they're just like, well, it seems like dating tricks and systems are in vogue. Let's have Dennis have his own system. But yeah. it's not like but it's not the game, it's just his own system. One hundred percent. But then and that 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 episode of that show is so relatable because I remember when it came out and that was what people were doing and it was so fucking weird and gross and that's what made it more relatable is like right. having a disgusting character doing this and being like, hey, I know this. I I know people like this who like delusionally think that this is like what you're supposed to do. It's It makes it more relatable. I mean, as opposed to setting a... Writing a movie just set in outer space for no reason compared to an X-Files and you're like, you have your protagonist detective and you have the hard detective and you have the lady right. detective. It's like people are going to be able to follow that. They're like, oh, I know this structure. I can follow along with that. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting point of like when people understand the 
something someone told me at uh, the Groundlings was like when the audience, the you want the audience to understand at least what it is they're watching as fast as possible. Yes. And like with Zoolander, they like lock into it so fast. It's like, oh, it's 100%. And like, you can be like, there's something about like the, but they don't bother explaining it. They just make sure you know what it is. Yes. Which is like, I think is an important piece of like, uh, I don't know, just getting into like comedy theory stuff. Like the audience only laughs if they know what it is they're supposed to be laughing at. Yes. And like, so like, I don't know, it's just, there's just such a wonderful, like, uh, I don't know. Zoolander's great. Zoolander's great. When's the last time you watched it? I don't know. I was thinking about that. I don't think I've watched Zoolander or Dodgeball or any of those movies since, like, I was in high school. Oh, my God. I watched Dodgeball again recently. It's pretty funny. But Zoolander is fucking hysterical. Yeah? That movie, oh, my God, that movie is so fucking funny. Maybe I'll go home and watch it after this. You should! Or Anchorman 2. I always keep saying I want to watch Anchorman as well. I've seen, I have watched Anchorman multiple times. I am fascinated I am fascinated by that movie. It by is, how well it works and how fucking funny it is. so bananas. Yeah. <laughs> it is just so nuts. Like, that movie is just absolutely insane. Okay, Scott, put the gun down and let the marching band go. Okay, <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Fred, like, every oh, character. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Chris He's Bar- on the phone. Chris Pardell's character is, like, crying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What's diversity? I believe it was an old wooden ship. <laughs> It's just everyone's an idiot to a, a preposterous level. Oh yeah, um, what is it? It's like we just talking about San Diego. It's like no one knows. No one knows what it means. Scholars believe its definition was lost, and it's like, doesn't it mean like? Well, it's in, uh, what I what I really like about that movie is that someone was t- like, I was thinking, I, I was thinking the other day, like what what makes comedy work? And I yeah. noticed generally, it's either like. Uh, very like re- very understandable stories, which is like airplane, which is like yes, we've got a situation. We're gonna fill that situation, which is very tense with jokes, but the the structure of it is gonna be a high stakes situation, and it'll be funny. Yeah. Um, and like that way, the audience is never lost because they know what the situation is. Yeah. And then like the opposite is like uh, it's almost always like low status. The yeah. office takes place in like bumfuck Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, waiting for Guffman is community theater, and like I, I was thinking about the uh, fact that like people believe weird characters when they're in small towns or small positions or obscurity because they don't have any power, and so like they're mm-hmm. just weirdos in a small town. So you believe, and that's that fine. Per- and you believe that that person might exist in some weird small town. Yeah. It starts to cross the line for me when in the reality of the show, they are a CEO or something. Yeah, they're famous. Maybe not even famous, but they're well, like. The back half of Silicon Valley was hard for me to to really like sometimes relate to. Yeah. Or even some of the back half of Barry. I loved Barry. But like sometimes when it's like these people are legitimately like in control and it's like being like, well, I guess I know some people in control are idiots, but this feels unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, like, even, like, when Parks and Rec all of a sudden, then, like, Amy Poehler's character is now a senator. There's a little bit of, like, oh, but, like, I, like... She makes the most sense in a quirky... Look, I'm not... It's allowed to happen. (laughs) But I'm saying it's funnier when, like... Because you believe... I don't know. The Waiting for Guffman is a perfect example of a... Of a... They're they're just insane, like, people at this community theater. If that was a... If that was instead of mockumentary of Broadway, it'd be harder to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how does this person get to an elite level? Where it's like, this person just, like, someone had to be in charge of the community theater, and it was this person, and they went on a power trip, and they're insane. Like, of course that's gonna happen. And we didn't use community theater, and, like, that definitely happens. Like, the adults in these situations are just, like, it's just insane. But yeah, I, I agree with you. It's... Uh, like Or then, like, in Anchorman or Sunny, the the people who are in control always lose. Yes. Like, Ron Burgundy, like, but I just found it interesting that, like, in almost all of these movies that are very funny, 
they have moments, quick moments that justify the things to keep it going. Like in that, like San Diego means a whale's vagina. Yeah. He there's one line where he quickly goes, I don't know, I got overwhelmed. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> yeah. Like that all of a sudden just explains everything away. And but it doesn't have to be like a moment of like, because I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to love you. It's just like, I don't know, I got overwhelmed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Ken, I'm getting overwhelmed right now because all I can think about is one thing and one thing only, the moolah. So let's say we take a break and we see what happens to our money when we come back after the, the break. break. Ken, I love the paper jam so much. I just wish there was more of it. Mike, don't you know about the Patreon? Patreon what? That's right, our Patreon, where we have a backlog of 90 bonus episodes, <gasps> discount codes for our live shows here in <gasps> Los Angeles, as well as uncut video versions of our mainline pod that you hear every week. So if you've heard it, now you can see it. Stop, stop, stop. This sounds like fun, but what does this cost, like a million dollars? No. Oh, it's $3.99 <laughs> a month. Can you believe it? And look, signing up helps support the show, keeps it growing, and gives you something, you know, a little something fun for helping us. I can't wait. Ken, where do I sign up? Oh, well, you go to patreon.com slash the paper jam pod, my friend. Oh. You'll get access to all of this fun. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you give us five stars and a follow on Spotify? Please do that stuff, guys. It really helps the show. It does? Yes. Oh, okay. Let <laughs> them get out of here. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. What a wonderful break. What a wonderful break. Mike, this week we invested our money into Hut, hut. 8 Mining Corp. Hut, 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 take a hike. If I don't make money on this, I'm going to lose my fucking mind, my man. Mike, Hut 8 Mining Corp is a cryptocurrency mining and blockchain infrastructure uh -oh. company which is focused solely on mining Bitcoin. It provides investors with direct access to Bitcoin without the technical complexities or constraints of purchasing the underlying cryptocurrency. The company was founded by Andrew Kegel, uh, Kegel on June 9, 2011, is headquartered in Toronto, Canada. Toronto. The listed name for HUT is HUT 8 Mining Corp. Common shares. Mm. Am um, I going to finally learn what mining is? Yes. Okay. So I started, so I didn't know what HUT 8 Mining was. I did assume it was a mining company. <laughs> Like coal mining. I don't know. It's an Nasdaq. Someone's yeah, yeah, got to yeah. be digging up dirt for billions of dollars. <laughs> I when every time I read about cryptocurrency, I start to think more and more that maybe I don't understand baseline how computers work. Like because uh, they're they just say things that I go, well, how does that even work? Yes. So essentially, <laughs> there. Where to even begin? What do you want to know? What is data mining. Okay. Mining for Bitcoin. So, Bitcoin is a decentralized ledger. So, what that means is, like, there's a database at your bank that tells you how much money you have. Okay. They are in control of it. Yes. If you owe them money, they know because they control the ledger and like you, it's like a one-to-one -one interaction system. And if you send money to someone, there's a centralized database. When you transfer money to someone from your bank to another bank, it goes through their system. It's a central, yeah. whatever bank Banking you have, system. that's their system. Blockchain is a decentralized ledger, like the internet. The internet runs off of like dispersed. Everyone's, you know, there's nodes or whatever. So, when you use blockchain, uh, the way it works is that everyone has individual ledgers and it has to cross-check the entire – like, it keeps it safe because, like, everyone – this is I, – I mean, I don't fundamentally, I guess, totally understand how it works, but, like – Everyone has their own individual ledger, and then the blockchain cross-checks it all against all the ledgers to make sure it's true. So, therefore, like, there's multiple points of authority on if, like... So, like, essentially, the reason blockchain is positive is because, like, if someone owes someone else money, there's proof and you can't lie. Yes. And when you add a... Tra and the reason it's called blockchain is every transaction, I believe every hundred transactions, is a new block... And it's an infinite length of block that has every transaction ever 
Okay. And in order to verify transactions, it has to, you need computing power to verify. Like, if you want to know, like, so essentially, people are, uh, if you, if you have a system, like, I don't even know what you call it, a server. It used to be literally computers, like a yeah. personal computer. If you were willing to dedicate your computer, leave it on for 24 hours, and pay for an internet connection to use the processing power of your computer to verify all these transactions and to essentially be the dispersed hubs on which cryptocurrency works. Does that make sense? Yes. So essentially, you would be paid in Bitcoin for your service. For allowing power for like providing the power for, for the, the blockchain to for the work. processing power it takes to maintain the ledger of transactions and to create new bitcoin so bitcoin was created. oh so you could be like i'm gonna put my laptop uh, it used to be just laptops because yeah. the way bitcoin works by the way is that the more demand there is the harder it becomes to uh the harder it becomes to make more new Bitcoin. Yeah. And there is a cap. I like what I fundamentally don't understand is like, what is it? Like this guy created a program. Yeah. 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 So there's a program called Bitcoin. I don't know. Someone please. Yeah. <laughs> there's a program called Bitcoin. It's a protocol. It's an algorithm. I think I don't fucking know. And there is a, the guy, I forget his name made it so that there is a finite number of Bitcoin allowed in this system. Yes. And it's 21 million. Okay. And they're not, I don't believe they're- 21 million Bitcoins? As like a currency, being like, and the idea was to mimic the concept of like, in the world, there's a finite number of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in order though to mine Bitcoin, uh, the more Bitcoin, like the higher the demand for Bitcoin, the uh, the algorithm makes it harder to mine Bitcoin. And so... But mining bit, bit okay, okay, sorry, go, go. So <laughs> in order to mine a Bitcoin, to get Bitcoin, you can do two things. You can either... New Bitcoin. New Bitcoin. To get new Bitcoin, you can either donate your processing power for like a certain number of transactions and you are rewarded. I believe you have to like... I believe you have to have a certain amount of Bitcoin. Like, let's say it's 30 Bitcoin, which is yeah. a fuck ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think two, someone said like 250 like Bitcoin is like $250 million. Jesus. Um, but you can buy fractional pieces of Bitcoin. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to like, let's <clears throat> say you need 30 Bitcoin, which is like millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, you need to pony up 30 Bitcoin to hold. Mm -hmm. And, like, offer up your processing power. And in return for, like, helping run the Bitcoin system, you are paid in new Bitcoin. Okay. So they'll give you fresh, they'll add it, I think. <laughs> but the one that I do know, this has all been a long, long, long fucking build up to explain what I'm even talking about, is that you can mint new Bitcoin by guessing a Bitcoin's password. What? So... Bitcoins have incredibly complex yeah. passwords, but it's very easy to check and very fast to check if you have the right password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's 21 million Bitcoin, and they each have, I guess, a unique identifying yeah. tag. Yeah, the, the famous story of the one guy who maybe owns the most Bitcoin in the world, but he lost his password, and that's just gone now. You yeah. can't you can't just ask for it again. Right, because it's dispersed. No one's in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Each there's 21 distinct Bitcoin, 21 million distinct Bitcoin out there. Let's say you pick. I think God, I please help me. <laughs> I believe this is how it works. You pick one of the Bitcoin numbers that hasn't been. Let's say there's 10 million oh. Bitcoin. So there's 10. There's 11 million new Bitcoin that have yet to be added to the system. Yeah. You pick one of them. Let's call it XB. Let's yeah. say, all right, I'm gonna take XB. XB is number. Uh, 11 million and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 million. This XB has a password. Yeah. Uh, associated with unlocking it, and it is incredibly complex. Yeah. It's like a huge number. Yeah. And the only way to unlock that Bitcoin is to guess it. And so, what you would need to do, it's like that classic thing of like, okay, it's 150 
number character, how many permutations of 150 numbers are there? And so what Bitcoining mining companies do is they have they have these computers that guess like 30 trillion yeah, numbers just a brrr, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hitting them. And I believe it's like one new Bitcoin every 10 minutes or something. Okay. But it's like this in so these companies are doing this insane processing power. But like getting access to it from like where? I, like I, I, so that's what I don't yeah, know. That, I think I, don't. I think it's like a floating program. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. don't that's what that's what I mean like when I fundamentally don't understand how computers work. Yeah. But what these people offer It's it, doing trillions of passwords a second trying to get access to this Bitcoin. And then what you can do, what the Bitcoin needs, the algorithm needs is called proof of work. So I guess what's happening is like you are then submitting to the algorithm, look, we guessed 50 trillion passwords and then we finally got it right and it goes, great, you must have enough processing power to be part of our system. Here's a new Bitcoin. What? So like it's it's like this crazy. So essentially what Hut, you got a beta blade. What Hut 8 is is a giant amount of computer processing power sitting in Canada. Yes. It's technically a giant password guessing machine. I could do that too. But then they use the same processors to process transactions. Got it. So like when you want to transfer Bitcoin to me, somebody needs to process that. Like when the, well, like it's when it's like who, so when I want to send you money from Citizens Bank, who processes that? It's like, well, Citizens Bank does. Yeah. It's like, well, who processes it in Bitcoin? Where it's like, well, well, no one owns, no one. There's no CEO of Bitcoin. That doesn't exist. So, so they need to like verify these people to be able to be in the system. And one of the ways you can verify them is if they can guess these passwords, they must have enough computing power to be to able to hold and create to be part of the network of computers keeping Bitcoin alive. Now the worry is, and this is, uh, is that Hut Eight Mining and other companies will have so much processing power, they will, in effect, be a central system. And so the idea is that Bitcoin is held and dispersed and this ledger of transactions is like, well, no one can own it because the ledger, if you wanted to compile the ledger, you would need to collect every computer in the world that is, like, helping to process it. But if 90% of it is done through one company, then it's like, well, don't they kind of own Bitcoin then? Yeah. Aren't they? And if they are the one mining it all, don't they kind of become a bank of Bitcoin? So I'm now really kind of under that was, and thank you for all the hard work. I watched a lot of videos today and I, I'm not even sure I fully understand. No, no, but, but and honestly, I, I mean, this might be as good as it gets for me, but like it's just, I'm just kind of, it's just kind of scratching the surface of me actually finally comprehending what this actually means. So the idea. Because like when they say Bitcoining is bad for the environment, are they referencing just like, running the computers and process like the energy that it is taking to run these processing computers. Yes. Interesting. Because Bitcoin that's what I never understood. People is like physically stored on like and like a part of like Hut 8's mining's thing, if you look at their pitch, like their pitch decks, is that they have defense of these sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have security on site because you could theoretically bomb I don't mean to, like, but you could blow <laughs> Someone up. Someone could bomb. Well, if Hut 8 is running 50% of Bitcoin processing power and, and, it, then, and, it, and the someone decides to up. missile strike all of Hut, like just computers. Yeah. I mean, there's that worry with Amazon, too, that all these websites on the internet are held essentially on server farms. Yeah. Um, it, like, uh, but anyway, sorry, you were going to say. No, I, that, that's just it. I mean, that, that's the thing I so stupidly always is they were like, you know, everyone's talking about how Bitcoin's great, but like the mining for Bitcoin is killing the environment. And I was like, yeah, these coal miners looking for the actual gold Bitcoins. <laughs> I was like, I know that's not the case, but that's just what I imagine. But it does help me to understand now. I think the the missing piece for me there of understanding is like really comprehending that they're just, again, there's no CEO of Bitcoin. There's no bank right. of Bitcoin. It is owned by the public, but therefore like for it to be for it to exist it needs to exist like on these or through these not through the computers but and it, it is a ledger the reason that people like blockchain is because it's a, a ledger that's decentralized so it's like it's accurate and like no one can fuck anyone over yeah and like it's just uh, facts of facts of facts but as you might imagine every transaction is 
maintained is adding to the tail. So the more it happens, the more processing power you need to maintain. Yeah. An infinite number of like, it's just like a grain silo that keeps filling and filling and filling and filling and filling and being like, hey, would you like to donate your for like farmland to f- grain silos? And yeah. like, look, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I had no idea what, <laughs> what uh, hut eight was or what was even going on. But uh, uh, we had a uh, what I might call a, a dramatic change really? in money. I know what happened, but I don't know any details. Okay. Give it- Last week, our money was in Datadog, and we ended with $13,805. Then we invested into Hut 8 Mining Company, and we made... $5,097.27. Give me that applause. Bringing us down, bring us up to $18,902.36. Oh my fucking God. $5,000. I'm not even going to ask. I know that we have absolutely never. Okay. So remember at the top of the show where they said, this is not an investment advice podcast? I do hate that everyone's going to want to invest in Bitcoin Align. Stop. Okay, stop. Okay, so what happened is that Hut 8 merged with... Um, oh, God. Uh, they merged with another company. Uh, wow. So I, I used to have it. Uh, oh, God. I'm so sorry. I lost it here. Um, the U.S. They, Bitcoin, it's called USBTC. Um, USBCT. Uh, Hut 8 provides update on business combination with USBTC. Toronto, June 15th, 2023. Uh, they are going to combine with USBTC in an all-stock merger. The combined company will be Hut 8 Corp. Uh, <clears throat> they will essentially be a giant Bitcoin um bank slash miner based in the u.s hut eight is a canadian company but now they're going to be a giant fucking uh (laughs) now here's the interesting thing too is that they say this is what like when i uh, when i read the description from one website they said that they're a mining company only i watched a video that came out i don't think too long ago that said i believe they're positioning themselves also as a wallet Meaning, like, they want to be, they want to mine Bitcoin, process Bitcoin, and store your Bitcoin. Okay. That seems illegal, but. Well, it's not regulated. And what I love is the, if you look at their stock, by the way, it's gone up and down and up Mm -hmm. and down. I I can't imagine. A massive spike. Now, we're talking about, by the way. When did this big, five grand, we've never made even close to that much money. When was the big. Go ahead. Well, this year, it seems like, well, it's hard to say. They've, they've made a bigger jumps than they did this year. But our jump was from like 160 to 260, meaning like okay. $1 like in 60 cents to $2 in 60 cents. Yeah. And I believe that's like in the Wolf Wall Street. Isn't that why they want people to invest in penny stocks? Is that even micro movements create giant leaps of money if you've invested huge amounts in yes, it? Yes, yes. So if you invest $10,000 into a $1.60 stock and it goes to $2.60, That's you've all of a sudden made $5,000. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the question I, I watched from not too long ago was like, someone was like, this is great, but um, what happens if anyone tries to regulate this? And they were like, <laughs> look, business has been good. <laughs> we've gone up and down, but we've we've maintained. They are operating at a 70% profit margin. That's fun. <laughs> That's insane. Like, now this is all granted on everyone believing Bitcoin has a future. Yes. But this company is, uh, it looks like right now, this is the kind of company that could be gone tomorrow. Like, but I don't know. They're making a huge bet on Bitcoin and Ethereum. And they're, I don't know where the money's coming from, but they are like building facilities and they, they are so fucking smart. They, they build their facilities. Like they, one of them is next to Niagara Falls so they can claim that 90% of their power is hydro, which it is, yeah. but like, it's sort of like they are hydro. Then they, I guess they like stop mining at peak hours for the towns they're in so that they don't 
fuck but, up like the energy in the town. But like the skeptical part of me is like, you're just doing that for PR until you become 100%. big enough to be like, all the energy is ours. Now. <laughs> it's mine now. I mean, it's crazy. I kind of like don't know if I love that the first time we ever really invested <laughs> in Bitcoin, we like fucking five x our money. Not really, but. Well, we lost money before on something else Bitcoin related, didn't we? Yeah, I think we one time did like a. Uh, well, what do we invest in? Oh, uh, the, it was a wallet. It's called a, a Coinbase. Coinbase, yeah. We lost money on that? I think so. Yeah, I, I remember that. But, but I mean, like, it is the thing of, like, it, it's when you're thinking about your future and stuff like that, it's like, it, it is still like the wild, wild west, but you are like, if you're investing, it's like, should I put like a little bit in here? But it's like, what is the safest one? But this isn't even, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If you look up the stock price over the last five years, this shit, yeah. What was it at its peak? But look at, look at the movement of how much money we made. I mean, it's micro compared to like, that's where we are. And that's where like, it well, when was. you put, Twelve thousand dollars in a stock that's worth a dollar fifty. You get a lot of you get a lot of stock. Yeah, if it moves up to two dollars all of a sudden, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's a you know. I don't but know, which I, a, 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 math. a stock jumping from one fifty to two dollars is a bigger deal than a two hundred dollars stock going up to two twenty. I don't know. So um, that's hot eight mining. Uh, would I put your money in it? I don't know. Listen uh, to the show. We're listen idiots. to the show. Yeah, we, we, we also like we this is care. the worst type of investing. This is a podcast where we get to pretend we had invested it a year ago and be like, we get to seem like geniuses. Oh yeah, but when we're the episodes where we win, it looks like we're geniuses. But like a year ago, look at this stock. A year ago, would you have invested? What Fuck you saw no. In hot eight mining? No, I it still even am like precipitously why I... crashed like yeah thousands of percent. It's all over the place. But this, but this is not technically investing in Bitcoin. Well, it is in the market of Bitcoin. But you're not Technology. actually buying buying Bitcoin on that. No. You're buying the processors. You're buying. God, I don't even know. My question is yeah. like, they were saying like how much like the question of this company is like what are they worth in in USD because of all their values in Bitcoin. Yeah, they are literally worth like they were like our balance sheet has two hundred and fifty Bitcoin, which is two hundred fifty million dollars. Being like. Well, that depends on if Bitcoin is considered valuable. Yeah, well, it depends on what that day, how much Bitcoin is worth. And it's it, uh, this stuff is just so fucking confusing. Like, And I can see how people throw their lives away trying to get on top of it or trying to, trying to ride the highs and follow it. It's fucking insane. But all of that, I think the thing that I'm the most curious about is just this idea of unlocking the new Bitcoin, a la like almost creating it. I don't really understand. But like, Also, Google Bitcoin... <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go down the rabbit hole of trying to understand what Bitcoin is. It is. Full it never of stops. I the feel most like. incomprehensible YouTubers and most yes. uncharismatic, banal, like finance in general, to be like, hey, today, so basically today, Robin uh, would have like a fifteen percent, and then we had a number. But that's interesting because basically, essentially, the market is not. not it's volatile in one sense, but it's or also, you get like an animated like fifteen-year-old. <laughs> I watched like, a lot of those. Yeah, because you're like, give me the one where like the guys like. This one's bringing down the house, and then an animated house crashes down on him. <laughs> At least we're kind of in the middle. We don't have any actual insight, and we're charismatic, but we all, but we don't. None of this is relevant. So, I don't know. How are you going to spend your car ride to work? Stick with the show, like us, and subscribe to the show. But Ken, I think you did a great fucking job. Thank I want, I want to, I, I really want to give you, give you the the applause that you deserve because you did do a very good job of of running the show today. I appreciate it. But, Ken, I think you've done a lot of work, and all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Can I try out a joke on you? Because I know Please. what you're about to do. Go, 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 go. All right. Give me an honest response here. Don't juice it. No. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Seg. Seg who? It's pronounced Segway. Oh, Ken, welcome to the gold mine. The trash business is a gold mine. Gold, gold, gold mine. Welcome to a new segment called The Gold Mine. Wow. The reason that I am late to the show today. <laughs> this is amazing. The Paper Jam Pals at home. I invented a new segment. It is loosely based off, if not almost exactly the same, as the booby snap from ah. the Snapchat episode. Yes. But I thought, I, I just could not bring myself to make the booby snap song. It's, it's not a perverted game. Booby snap. Yeah, but I was like, I don't like the name booby snap. I yeah, just, I don't I, like, but it's a lot like a booby trap. So, Ken, this is 
Oh, I get my <laughs> spill soda all over the This is the gold the trash mine. Business is a gold mine. Gold, gold, gold mine. And the gold mine for the Patreon subscribers at home, you can see I did a little homework project and made a board here that says the gold mine on top. And Ken, yeah, when you think of a gold mine, I'm assuming you're thinking about going down and mining for gold. And that's what you're going to do. There's a bunch of cards on this board, and you're going to pick a card. Uh, once you pick it, I'm going to take it off, and you might just get yourself a piece of gold. There are three pieces of gold on this board. If you get all three, you win the game. But Ken... This is not just a gold mine like mining for gold. It's also like a mine sweep. Oh! A minefield. Do we have like a, um, we don't have an explosion sound, do we? <laughs> yeah, I wish like, I need like a, um, a right and wrong. I don't know. Next time I got to get an explosion sound so we can play it. So there are three explosions on here. No! So you're mining for the gold, but Ken, if you land on a if you land on a landmine, it blows up. And if you lose, if you get all three landmines, that game is over. Okay. But Ken, there's also a couple other silly little things that might come up here. So they might be gold, landmines, or fun little things. So Ken, why don't you point to a card and tell me which one you want? This one. All right. The first <laughs> card. Oh, Ken, it's the five fingers of death impressions. <laughs> so you're gonna you can take a minute to think of who they're gonna be, but I need you to do five consecutive impressions. Okay. Do you yeah. think you do you wanna name them ahead of time or do you just wanna go? No, I, I just wanna go. All right. Uh ready, set, go. Jennifer Coolidge. Wow. One. Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Two. Uh Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. Three. Uh, 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 let's do Elaine Bennett. <laughs> 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 That's Elaine Bennett. Four, four. <laughs> um, let's do uh, Alec Baldwin from 30 Rock. Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great job, Ken. Uh, that, that is four, the five fingers of death more? impression. You got one more? Go one more. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> you guys do. You made it through the five fingers of death impressions, Ken. Good job. I did it. Why don't you pick another one and make sure you watch out for those lands. Maybe I'll do this one. It's Peter Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin, also bad of Sheila. Or the way of Sheila. Oh, Ken, you got a gold coin. Oh! And a gold coin, as everybody knows in this game, is one of the Ferrero Rocher chocolates, which oh, actually look like gold coins. The Ferraris of Rochers. Oh, God. These gold Ferrero Rochers, these are the gold coins in the game. Congratulations, Ken. You got your very first gold Thank coin. Thank you. Thank Why don't you, you pick another card and see what we got on the board? Pop it off. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> That's one explosion, Ken. Two more and you're fucking dead. Another gold coin! Hey! You got yourself another gold coin. All right, Ken. Ooh. One more gold coin and you win the game. I want to do more of the things. I want to do more of the things. Come on. Go Chargers. Oh, Ken! <laughs> what is this? You sports snack. That's me, a classic sports snack. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Kenny loves sports, but more than any kind of sport, he loves football. So I have for you <laughs> an autographed by the New the Los Angeles Chargers by what? Uh, this guy. Why do you have this? And this guy, <laughs> I got it for the game. No, you, um, did you really? It's Justin Herbert. No. And Keenan Allen, Derwin James. And the coach, I think, Brandon Stanley. Ken, these uh, are autographed by the players and, and coaching staff this? of this because I was playing the booby snap, not the booby snap, it's the gold nine, and I thought, I need some high-level things <laughs> here. So this is yours now. You can either keep it or throw it in the trash. It's actually been in my house for <laughs> two months now. I got it as a gift uh, from like a, an event I went to that Thomas Middleton was also at. That's a story for another day. Are you ready to bolt up? That's what it says on the back. Do you prefer the Los Angeles Rams or the Los Angeles Chargers? The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, of course. <laughs> but you're a Chargers fan now, Ken. Congratulations. I hope you enjoy your autographed. They're not quite, not quite Funko Pops. These aren't Funko Pops at all. They're not Funko Pops at all. This is Mattel. I'm a Funksure. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly so grateful that you got that one because now I <laughs> now I can either throw it out or just not have it in my house anymore. Woo, cookie break. Oh, fuck. Cookie break's on there? I ate the cookies on the way home. <laughs>
That's okay. God damn it. Cookie break. All right, I'll give you those cookies. Oh! <laughs> wow, it's all tied up. All right, Ken. Do you see the situation? It is at? all tied up. You are either going to Win grab a third and final gold coin, or you're going to get blown to bits. Now, I was trying to look if there's any math. Did Mike make any? But he, no. So there's no oh, math pretty to be even. done. All right. Ken? Last show at chance. Two cards left on the board. Oh! oh! Ken, you fucking idiot. No, please, please. No, no, don't touch him. Please. No! I have the coin. <laughs> no, no, get that out of your mouth. <laughs> Ken, this last Ferrero Rocher chocolate is mine now. Congratulations. You're the first ever loser of the game. Ass. You still get to keep those shots. <laughs> Look right in the camera. Hold on. That's good. <laughs> this is good. I haven't done this bit in a while. <laughs> Hold up. No, you got it. <laughs> you got it. He is putting the Ferrero Rocher chocolates in his eyes and squeezing his eyes shut. <laughs> there we go. That's the booby snap. No, it's not the booby snap. That is the gold mine, everybody. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, Ken. We hope you guys had a good time, and we'll can't wait to see you next time on the gold mine. The trash business is a gold mine. Gold, gold, gold mine. mine. Well, Ken... Another episode, another new game that folks can look forward to. I'm going to keep the board. So next time you want to do the gold mine, you just let me know. And I have plenty more cards. All you need to do is win three uh, gold coins, uh, three bombs, <laughs> and then do three little fucking silly things. It's pretty good. I thought I was going to have more silly things. I put the wrong card with the cookie break. I ate the cookies, the chips, Ahoy's on the way over because I thought I wasn't going to use it. I had do a dance right now, and I had call Hayden Harrower on the podcast. But anyway, well, cookie break it is. You did both of those in your car as well. <laughs> I did both of those things. Oh, Ken, but what, a, what an awesome show that was. I, I oh. had a really good time this week. From Zoolander to Hut 8. To Hut 8. It's the Paper Jam Podcast. Talking about all things stocks, cocks, and everything but Goldilocks. Line I'm Ken, and this is Mike. Downline, Sanderson. Looking not nervous. Derwin James. Big right? game. You know, uh... <laughs> Brought to you by the Los Angeles Chargers. We have been the Paper Jam Podcast. Make sure to give us five stars on Spotify. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about the show and do whatever you want. And, well, Ken, anything else you want to add? Nah, goodbye. Goodbye! Thank you for listening to the Paper Jam Podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at the Paper Jam Pod or shoot us an email at thepaperjampod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you like what you hear, check out our Patreon where Mike and I post bonus episodes, videos, and other sweet, sweet content for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Audio.